0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right.
1: And join Michael Smirkanish right here. In the middle.
0: This is the Smirkonish Podcast for independent minds.
1: I can remember. In the 2016 cycle, thinking and I think saying on air here on radio, not on television, uh, that Donald Trump at the outset of his candidacy and thereafter. But I remember making the observation initially that he reminds me the way I summed up how Trump was presenting himself from the escalator ride on forward. He was loud. He was flashy. He was coarse. He was ill-mannered. He was what you try not to be in any respect when you travel overseas. And by the way, I think I have shades of all of those things in me to a certain degree, hopefully not to the degree that he has. And I was thinking about that when reading Mark Leibovich's most recent essay for The Atlantic. Mark is with The Atlantic after a 10-year stint as chief national correspondent for The New York Times magazine. He's the author of four books, including the number one bestsellers, This Town, and thank you for your servitude about the political culture of 21st century Washington, D.C. And he joins me now. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for coming back. So perhaps this is who we are, at least some of us, or to a certain extent. I mean, that's the observation that I have after reading your piece.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that is kind of the sad observation in some ways. I mean, I think one of the things, one of the sort of salves, uh, S-A-L-D-E-S Hard to pronounce, but yeah, easier to spell Is uh, not actually that much easier to spell That we, we keep telling ourselves Is that this is now here we are It's sort of an affirmation It's sort of a, um, you know, maybe it's a scold in some context But meaningly, meaning we, we have our better angels in mind We want to act in a certain way We want to elect leaders in a way that, that we feel represents our better nature um, And, you know, we heard that a lot in 2016 When Donald Trump would sort of push the envelope a little bit to the to, you know, the directions he would push it into. And then all of a sudden he gets elected. And, and, you know, he's gotten a lot of votes since then. He got a lot of votes in 2020. I think Democrats were uh, maybe too busy being relieved to notice that he got 74 million votes or 40, 74 billion votes, million votes. Sorry. And um, look, it's happening again. It looks like Republicans are going to nominate him again. And this issue of the Atlantic is predicated on Donald Trump winning again and what it would look like. And I think the first sort of shock about that, before we sort of get into what he might do in office, is sort of reckoning with who, in fact, we are. This keeps happening. We keep electing him. And what does that mean for the country and the character of this country uh, and the things that we aspire to?
1: You write, quote, this is not who we are. The would-be guardians of America's better angels have been scolding us with this line for years, or maybe they mean it as an affirmation. Either Either way, the axiom prompts a question, who is we anyway? Because it sure seems like a lot of this, we keeps voting for Trump. Today, the dictum sounds more like a liberal wish list than any true assessment of our national character. By the way, I'm, I'm familiar with the, you know, the whole issue of if Trump wins this project, considering what a Trump term might look like second time around. Yours kind of stands out you know you come at this from a different angle everybody else has their hair on fire like oh my god he's going to do x y and z and you're saying this is a large part of the country represented in this one man what has been the reaction to what you wrote
2: yeah well first of all i mean i i don't have hair so i can't really be on fire but but that's uh, that's technical i i think the reaction has been um you know it's been it's actually been sort of surprising in that I kind of thought I was stating the obvious in many ways. And and I, you know, I think that the proof is kind of self-evident, but this issue in the Atlantic was this sort of relentless look um, at, you know, what, what this will look like granularly from the justice department perspective, from the law enforcement perspective, from the perspective of abortion rights, you know, go down the list. We had, you know, probably about 20, 25 pieces uh, each looking at a, a different issue, um, I, I was surprised that that people, um, you know, just sort of sort of they took my my thing as as a maybe a broader in, indictment of of us, but also of of the country, but but the media in some ways. I mean, I think and I think that's a fair indictment. I think the media uses terms or has used terms like "we," assuming that. We are them, uh, meaning the people that the Trump voters like to hate. And we're sort of coastal elites. You know, I'm guessing that a lot of readers of The Atlantic in this issue are not people who are going to support Trump. Um, I'm pretty certain that a lot of the writers are not. So, I mean, I think a lot of this is a product of the echo chambers we find ourselves in. Um, A lot of them are sort of hard MAGA. A lot of them are hard sort of anti-MAGA. And then, you know, there's this great middle out there that I think the media sometimes arrogantly thinks that they speak for. And I think the MAGA people think they ar- arrogantly speak for. And and to some degree, you know, the we is a big muddled mix in the middle. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I, I like your show, Michael. But, I mean, I think part of it is is also, I mean, I think we have to get better at assuming the character and taking all of these sort of liberties about who we think we're sharing our country with when, in fact, you know, it's a very complicated mix.
1: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Ravs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on.
0: Michael Smircona's program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel
1: 124, and anytime on the SiriusXM app. Mark Leibovich writes, you can dismiss Trump voters all you want, but give them this. They're every bit as American as any idealized vision of the place. If Trump wins in 2024, his detractors will have to reckon once again with the voters who got us here to reconcile what it means to share a country with so many citizens who keep watching Trump spiral deeper into his moral void and still conclude, yes, that's our guy. And somewhere else in, in the essay, you said he hasn't exactly embellished, pardon me, enhanced, not embellished, enhanced his right. resume since we saw him the last time.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, since he was voted out, I mean, there was there was January 6th, there were all of his antics between election day and and inauguration day 2020 um you know he's got indicted a bunch of times he's had a bunch of loser endorsements so yeah i mean he hasn't behaved in any way uh that suggests that you know he's he's going to sort of learn from his mistakes or even that he knows that he made mistakes um and do better next time i mean he's if anything leaning into to his, his antics and people seem to be buying them. Um, and, you know, it's kind of depressing. But again, it's who we are at this point, or it well, could be unless brothers say otherwise.
1: I had another thought, and it, it was just the time of of year with uh, Thanksgiving in in the short rearview mirror and now the holidays upon us. I think I speak for for many or most, we're going to see some people we haven't seen for a while, many of whom we're related to. Uh, we'll do mm-hmm. more mingling, perhaps, than than we do on a normal basis. That's a good thing. Hang out with people who are mm-hmm. not like you, uh, some of whom are right. your relatives. That, for me, will be a reminder that there's no we, because it's a big, diverse place. I guess, like, where was all this thought before the age of Trump? Where, Where in 2010 was the question of who exactly are we?
2: Yeah, I mean that that's I mean to me to, to some degree, I mean, that is the essence of politics. I mean it it was not new to Trump, although like so many things about Trump, he kinda of turbocharged the whole thing. But I mean Americans have been disagreeing about politics within their own families, within their own, you know, neighborhoods for, for years. Um You know, I I just think that the language around it, the vilification around it, in some ways, the violence around it or or the feuding around it, the bifurcation has just been all the more extreme. I mean, I find it extremely depressing, and I I also find it um, all the more important to try to not give up. I mean, I I think one of the things that Joe Biden got a lot of, I, I would say, abuse, not abuse, but, you know, a lot of people rolled their eyes at his all the unity talk from, from 2020. I mean, a lot of Democrats, a lot of people on the left are like, you know, you can't even think about common cause with the other side. Um, You know, it it might be a fool's errand on many days, but I also think it's the right impulse. And I think, you know, once you lose hope that any kind of common cause is possible, you kind of, you know, lose any hope of being a, a functional society or, or, you know, I think to some degree, you lose a lot of opportunity to be nourished by people that you might not agree with. So I don't know. I mean, that might sound a little Pollyannish, but in the spirit of the holidays, yeah, it does. I think yeah. it, is in, it is about, but I think it's important to, to keep trying. So, okay. So anyway, here would, here I'll would be deal.
1: my, here would be my short answer. My short answer would be yeah. that Trump was not the starting point. Brexit occurred before Trump. I think there was a populist move afoot that he was able to tap into. He was, he was able to tap into sentiment that was already there, but wasn't, Energized, It was dormant. And I think he caused some people to say, hey, I'm not alone in seeing my country and the world the way that I do. There are others out there and they include this guy, Donald Trump, who seems like an unlikely messenger because because he lives a life totally different than the one I'm living. And yet he becomes my champion.
2: Yeah, I mean, he becomes my campaign. He also, you know, he had enemy. You know, the the I wouldn't underestimate the power of the the enemy of my enemy as my friend in True. I mean True, definitely. I he, quote yes. unquote, yeah. The the elites, the people that he hated, the people that he triggered. Um, yep. You know that that brought a lot of joy to his supporters. I think.
1: For sure, he he is he is my gun in a knife fight. Well, Mark, Correct. I hope you can I hope you can tell I was totally taken with the piece, as I usually am when you write. And I'm appreciative of your willingness to drop by and discuss it. So thank you.
2: Uh, my, my pleasure, Michael. We'll do it again. Happy, uh, happy early New Year to you.
1: You too. Uh, Mark Leibovich, ladies and gentlemen, now with The Atlantic, where he wrote Trump voters are America, too. What do you make of this? I, they are. And it it behooves all of us on the coasts and in the big cities to understand that. And you have been talking about that since he won in 2016. I mentioned earlier in the program, I love the way that he gets into it. He gets into it by talking about a Michelle Obama commencement address, her final as First Lady. And as he writes, Obama couldn't help but lob some barely cloaked denunciations of Trump's wrecking ball presidential campaign. The one that would soon be ratified with the Republican nomination. That is not who we are. The first lady assured graduates, this is not what our country stands for. No. And then Mark says, well, hold on a second. This is not who we are. Like, then 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 why exactly did 47 percent of the electorate, 74 million people vote for him? And why does he have such a commanding hold uh, on the Republican Party right now that 51 percent are for him in Iowa and he's heads and tails above everybody else in New Hampshire. He seems to have a stranglehold on the nomination, despite being four times indicted. So. What do you mean this is not who we are? This is who some of us are. I was going to say, it might not be who you are. Right. But, but it's definitely, definitely not not who but we are. disabuse yourself yes. of thinking that there's this little minority oh, of no. people who he speaks to. That is not the case. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question. I, I've been saying this for, for months now. He is going to be our next president, I believe. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Trump voters are America. 2.
0: This is the Smirconish podcast from SiriusXM.
1: Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4.
0: The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
1: Uh, Paul, greetings in South Dakota. What did you most want to say?
0: Yes, unfortunately, most of my blue-collar friends have not picked up uh, books since high school, and they fall for the QAnon conspiracy
2: things, and they wear the Trump hats, and they're not going to read the Atlantic article.
1: No, 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 no. I know that. But but still, it's it makes a it makes an interesting observation, does it not, that that your buddies yeah. are every much a part of this country as everybody else?
2: I agree. Um unfortunately, a lot of them are bigoted and they count on Donald Trump to support their bigoted views.
1: Well, it's it's been a it's been a wake up. I mean, it's been a, an absolute yeah. wake up for who they are and who we are as a country. Since Thank you George for that, Paul. And, yes. I totally agree. Appreciate it. Uh, Mary, greetings in normal Oklahoma. What did you most want to say?
0: Um, I don't think the majority of people that vote for Trump are like Trump. There are some, but I think a lot of the voters were one issue um, voters like for abortion, but they're more afraid of uh, the Democrats if the Democrats get in there raising their taxes. It's more about the money than it is about any of the other issues it's taxes and having money out of their pocket
1: you've heard me say this before you can't you can't blame this whatever this is solely on donald trump brexit occurred before the election of donald trump there was a populist movement around the globe that we're still seeing remnants of and he was able to tap into it it's it's not it's not the reverse mike you're in stafford virginia what did you most want to say
0: Hi, right, with regards to what you mentioned about where this came from before 2010 or where it was, yeah. Uh, before that it was two old white guys running against each other and nobody got upset, whether it was Carter, Ford, or anyone else. As soon right. as you had serious minority or female candidates, everyone gravitated towards Trump.
1: Well, I think a large part of this is born of of white guys getting nervous as to their diminished stature and status in society because of the demographic shift of the country. And remember, we used to speak in terms of like 2050. Oh, by 2050, we will be a majority minority country. Instead, we already are.
2: Exactly. And that's the the biggest fear of, you know, the average white guy and white woman
0: who just wants to return to the MAGA days where they were in charge.
1: We all pine for, I won't say all. No, I think I will say all. I think that there's a tendency, especially to look back at your youth or maybe the youth of your kids and say, ah, the good old days. And then somebody called a few minutes ago uh, and said, well, 50 years ago, let's look at the economic data. We're in a horrific place as compared to today. Anthony, Albany, New York, quickly, if you don't mind, I'm limited on time.
0: Yeah, no problem. So I I didn't realize I was kind of alienated in my own country and people didn't view us as Americans, but I probably supported trump uh my my wife does um but i think the biggest thing and i I love when people try to speak for other people not really you know understanding it's it's very simple why we vote for him uh he puts us first he puts our country first he puts americans ahead of everybody else And, and i think when people see around the world not only have we lost our independence relative to natural resources manufacturing um we we see people in charge now who put other countries first we want to secure other countries borders first we don't want to take care of our own veterans, but yet we want to take care of everybody else in the world. Um, and, and, and this is all of our money that we work hard for and pay in taxes. Uh, so so that's, that's, I think, the most collective perspective from most you know, Trump supporters. When they say make America great, what we really mean is put us first, uh, take care of other people, help the, the, the international community, but put us first. And that did I not think,
1: happen with Anthony, most Democrats. Anthony, I think, I think, you know, Mark would say, Mark Leibovitch, who wrote the piece, you're no less American than anybody else, uh, even if people disagree with you. And there's this tendency among among liberal so-called elites to say, oh, you know, who are they? They must be few in number. They're not. Seventy-four million voted the same way you did in the last cycle. Hi, Dennis, you are in Christiansburg, Virginia. What did you most want to say? Well... with Fox News admitting
0: that they lied about the election, this all goes back to the last 35 years where Rush Limbaugh came along, rural voters listened to him. They're they're great people. But over time, and then the Fox News of the world came along. Over time, they've skewed everything and told them only one side of the story, and they believe it. The the former... um, prime minister of australia has talked about the same damage that was done in australia from rupert murdoch and now we're faced with a situation where there seem to be russia sympathizers in the republican party 1962 i think it was nikita khrushchev said we will take america without firing a shot propaganda misinformation and lies and
1: i'm going to dennis Dennis, to your point, and thank you for that. I'm, I'm going to do tomorrow in this, the third hour of the program, come hell or high water, we're going to have a conversation about news deserts. Every time I say that, I want to say the word desert. News deserts. Because there are a lot of them in this country now with... So many newsrooms and newspapers having closed, having been shuttered because of the economy and the Internet impacting old school, you know, print journalism. There are a lot of folks that don't have a local go to paper that they trust. And consequently, they rely on national media, often cable outlets that tether either one way or the other. And. In areas, rural areas, where there's no longer a local newspaper, Donald Trump won them 80-plus percent of the time in the last cycle. I think there's a causal connection. Hear more of Michael Smirkanish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.
0: Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east, or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirkanish for Independent Minds.